It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Ryan Tracy. I'm Locked On Steelers. He's Locked On Chiefs. Ryan, it's another wild week in the NFL playoffs. And there's a lot of things to talk about with these upcoming matchups. But we've got, of course, talk about the coaching and stuff and the crazy GM situations that are going on across the league. Before we do that, man, I got to ask you, how you doing, my brother? I am just trying to keep up, man. This is the craziest month of the year for me, right? Like, started reviewing college films, start yep. setting the draft boards, right? Mm-hmm. We got all these coaching changes. Now the GM changes. There's more GM changes than I thought there would be this year. There's there's just so much. And, hey, welcome, NFL fans. You're out of the wild card. You made it through another week without COVID shutting something down. <laughs> I mean, we're within stretch of, of finishing this season, and I'm ready for it. We really are. We really are. I mean, it's, it, I mean, the end is in sight, and it, it feels great to be able to say, like, you know, like, hey, and, you know, no one's died, um, even, though a lot, even though some people have been seriously affected by it, and we hope that that doesn't last much longer than it, ha- than it has so far for some people, but um, – it is uh, it is really encouraging to see that the NFL has been able to pull this off with a lot of bumps, but been able to pull this off and get through this season. But there's a lot of other moves that are trying to be pulled off right now in the NFL. And of course, that involves coaching and GM moves. Now, we won't get into the firings and stuff. You guys have been hearing that all week. We, there was a whole episode, I believe it was Tuesday, when we were talking about Doug Peterson getting fired uh, and all the things going on with the Eagles. But we got to talk about some of the moves that have happened here. Um, with the NFL, we saw that the Broncos signed a new GM, George Patton, um, to a, to a six year deal, uh, the Broncos and, you know, John Elway stepped back from that role. And now he's, he's, you know, he's bringing this guy in, uh, you know, it's kind of obvious people for years have been joking about some of the personnel decisions that Elway has made. Um, uh, but you gotta wonder what kind of free reign is this guy going to have with Elway still part of the organization? It's always a question, and I will say this. I like the hire. I think it's been, uh, what, two, three cycles now where his name has been out there quite a bit, Uh, and he has taken his time, and I think that's indicative of somebody who really wants to make sure that they get it right. I like what he's been a part of in Minnesota. I feel like for a Broncos organization that has relied over the years on their defense to supplement aging quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, uh, Drew Locke is certainly going to be the question there. I think that that plays into his strength, having brought in uh, what is a pretty strong defense, at least you know when you look over the scope of a couple of years in Minnesota, uh, good at the linebacker level, which is something I think they need to invest in in Denver. The question becomes the decision-making about the quarterbacks. This is somebody who was involved in the Kirk Cousins deal. This is somebody who you know has to take a step back, and hopefully we see some separation from that decision in particular as they look forward to what is going to be the future of Drew Locke either here or somewhere else. 
yeah, I, I agree that if you're, you got to be part of making that hard decision sooner rather than later. Um, Drew Locke has been up and down. I'd say he's been down a lot more lately. Um, so you got to make look at look at how that's going to get handled. But with a new guy coming in, you have to wonder what kind of free reign he's going to have. You know, how much emphasis is there going to be for him to stick with him? How much emphasis is going to be for him to find the new heir apparent after you know you know right away? Uh, sometimes GMs want to get their guy get their own guy in there. Uh, you know, we 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 saw how that had, I worked in Arizona simply with you know with Kingsbury coming in and just saying, okay, Josh Rosen, get out of here. Kyler Murray is the new guy. Um, so. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But while other moves are, are happening, um, we, we, you know, we said we're not going to talk about the fact that Peterson's fired. That's a whole nother discussion. But who <laughs> replaces Peterson could be a serious one. Um, the, the Eagles had already interviewed Deuce Staley, former Eagles and Steelers running back, um, who's been part of the organization for, for a long time now. And you Ryan, I, over the years, I've always heard that the players had a lot of respect for Deuce Staley. And I saw a, a report flash on my Twitter that, the, that even some of the players were even lobbying to make Deuce Staley the head coach moving forward. Uh, that seems like an interesting play, uh, 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 play. but Robert Sala, the, the 49ers defensive coordinator who everyone was clamoring over just last year, uh, supposedly he is now on the ground in Philadelphia, literally as we were recording this, uh, his plane was touching down in Philly, and he is also being looked at for this job. It, it throws back to Eddie Murphy's old stand-ups. Like, there's a 24-hour watch at the airport for when <laughs> Robert Sala makes his landing, right? Um, yeah, it's it, and it's funny because he, Arthur Smith is kind of following him around, right? They both interviewed with the Jets. Now they're going to the Eagles. Uh, Arthur has already gone to Atlanta as well. So there's there's this this urgency all of a sudden for these two. Um, and I think Sala is, is a competent coach. I think he's very good at the defensive side. Obviously, that's his background. The question becomes, especially if you feel that Deuce has been there so long and the players are calling for him, that's great. That's a vote of confidence, but it's also a vote of comfort. And I don't know, nothing against Deuce, but I don't know how well he works with quarterbacks. I think the scope of this organization, now that you've made the decision to part from Peterson, has to be how do you fix or attempt to fix at least Carson Wentz, because I don't think it can be done there. I don't know that either of these candidates done it, and that makes me think maybe Smith, the OC from Tennessee, might be the guy to come in and have the edge over both of them, specifically in working with the quarterbacks. That's a, certainly an interesting speculation there, because you know, like 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 you're saying, you know, you gotta you want to look at the quarterback situation, and with Philly's crazy quarterback situation right now, you know, Carson Wentz. I mean, there's sometimes that I think that sideline looks are overblown. Like, you know, there's times when things that happen on the sideline are, are blown to a 10th degree because people like to, you know, like to like to take that opportunity. But I, I didn't think it was overblown when you saw the way Peterson was looking at Carson Wentz on a sideline. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's, that's not good. But um, but, you know, you got it. You got to look at what the Eagles are trying to do here. You know, how much do they want to try and get this offense going with either either their quarterbacks? And Carson Wentz is still young for a quarterback. You say he's still going to be a guy that if he could be healthy, he could be around for quite some time. Jalen hurts of course coming into his second season he's also extremely young um i'm i'm interested interested to see what kind of a play they make there um but uh, my last coaching carousel question right now for you ryan where do you think doug peterson should go there's a lot of talk that he should just go somewhere and be an offensive coordinator for a couple years and then he'll get another shot to be a head coach but you'd think he'd want to go somewhere that has plenty of weapons where he can tee something off 
and and get things going. Where do you think is a prime candidate? Could it possibly be, you know, because everyone's presuming Eric Bieniemy is going to be gone from Kansas City? Would the Chiefs be a place where maybe if he just waits until after the the, the season's over, that might be his place to go? I mean, it's a natural landing, right? And right. again, there's that comfort level with it. But if you're Doug Peterson, you've won a Super Bowl. Yep. You don't want to go back underneath your mentor's True. umbrella. You True. have to feel, despite what happened in Philly, that you have the ability to go turn somebody around because of your experience. I don't see it happening as an OC. I mean, unless there's some kind of personal relationship that he wants to fulfill, I don't think it'll be with Andy Reid. It might be elsewhere, possibly in the same tree. But I actually look for him to, to get some consideration probably next season, maybe not this season, as a head coach again. Certainly could happen. We've seen it happen before. I mean, heck, Adam Gates got fired and hired within the same month last year. So I would not be, uh, I would, or two years ago, whatever that was, I would not be shocked if Peterson found himself another job very quickly in the NFL. But we've got to throw it to a break. When we come back, we're going to get to the predictions for this week's playoff games. We're going to start off with the AFC games. But first, before we do that, we got to tell, about our, tell you about our friends at Echelon. Introducing Echelon Fit, the evolution of fitness. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. And the EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get started, we got to take a look at all of these games because this is this is where the rubber meets the road, right? We got to spend time. But I, wa- I do want to say one more thing about the Carson Wentz situation and the fact that it's a little bit delayed, but Philly now has this opening. I don't think it's a total staff retain. You know what I mean? You're not just looking to put a, a figurehead up there. Right. I think they have to get somebody that is Wentz not approved, but specifically for him. And I think you have to look at maybe they go back to the well right now, no matter who comes in, especially if it's an offensive coach, they might be open to somebody who's been there, done that with Wentz before. And most certainly if it's a defensive coach, that gets that head coaching position. The first call has to be to the Chicago bears to try and wrangle John D Filippo from them. Somebody who is with Wentz in the beginning. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we thought maybe he could get traded to Indy to reunite with Frank, Reich. 
this is something that I think if you are all in, like it appears the Eagles are on reviving everything you can get out of Carson Wentz, I think that's one coach you have to take a solid look at. Certainly something to consider. I'm, I'd be interested to see how they play that. Um, but we got to look at the, these, these playoff games coming up. We're starting in the AFC. It's Saturday night football. The Ravens are going to Buffalo, Orchard Park. It's Lamar Jackson. His legs took off for the Ravens last week, and they're beating the Titans against Josh Allen and, and his Bills, who they just took off as a team against the Colts. Um, the Colts did give him a good run. I will say, I, I will, I will say that. Um, but these are two athletic quarterbacks that everyone's talking about right now. Um, and Ryan, I, I, I'm intrigued by how the Ravens' defense played last week. They were able to answer a lot of different issues. They were able to cover. They got that that, tur- that late turnover, um, and I think that that's good. But the Bills have found a lot of different ways to beat people this season, and. Mm-hmm. And the big way, of course, is with Stephon Diggs. But you saw Gabriel Davis doing the toe taps in, in you know in the first half of that uh, that Bills Colts game. I'm interested to see how this receiving group lines up with this with these DBs in a playoff game. Yeah, I'm interested in that as well. I, it is <laughs> Marcus Peters is an opportunistic guy. But if that receiver doesn't fall down, that's not an interception. I don't expect to see the same kind of thing in this week's matchup, especially when they're going to try to move Diggs around as much as possible. And if you can actually isolate him, I think that's a perfectly fine matchup. You also have to consider that I think in edge, Marlon Humphrey is incredible. Can anybody on that defense really move with Cole Beasley, though? Because I think when it comes down to moving the chains, I think that's one of their best outlets. I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I mean, at the end of the day, it always does. And it's interesting because they can both move. Let's not slight Josh Allen. He can move very well with the ball in his hand. It's about, do you get that balance out of Lamar where he's, he's running for what 60% or, you know, 80% of the yardage that he's throwing for, or does he actually stand back there and deliver the ball through the air in a way that can take advantage of some of the deep threats I mean, I'm not going to go with Trey White myself, but, you know, he might choose to. He he might. He might. But um, the other thing to look at here, of course, is, you know, how would how would the Bills try to slow down Lamar Jackson's running game? Because when you you watch him play, I mean, there were there were times where you're thinking like early in the game against the Titans, you're thinking like, okay, they're ready for him because this is the same. That was the same team that knocked him out last year. And both you and I predicted Mm -hmm. them to win to to the Ravens to win that game. Um, But. When you when you go into how it played out, uh, eventually Lamar Jackson did bust loose, you know, in, in that matchup. So that was that was huge. Uh, that was huge for for them. Then now the Bills haven't played the Ravens yet this year, but there's gonna be one guy I'm looking at particularly. That's Tremaine Edmonds. I you know he's a heck of an athlete. Um, he's a guy that, that can line up in the middle of the field, help against coverage, and then also help against the run. He's also a guy that can that can turn and stop and go on a dime. I'm gonna be interested to see if he can keep up with Lamar Jackson. I think he does enough to slow down Lamar while Josh Allen and the, the, the bills offense can do more as a, as a group to, to exploit some of the weaknesses in the Ravens team. Um, I still, you know, I think Deshaun Elliott made some big plays in this last game, but I still look at that safety position as a liability for the Ravens, especially in this game. I'm going with the bills. I like that. Okay. And I'm with you on Edmonds because I'm real high on J.K. Dobbins. I've been waiting, and it was frustrating if you're a fantasy guy early in the year. But eventually, the steam has picked up, and I think Edmonds and Dobbins are going to meet head-to-head a number of times. That's that's a matchup 
right? That's what I'm looking for. And you're right. If he can contain him or just get Lamar when he does decide to break the pocket and he does take off just to push him to the outside a little bit. I think a guy who's been coming up in support that's been playing pretty well is Jordan Poirier. And I like the way that he's coming he has, up. Yes. And if you can keep that, if you could play team defense in order to secure Lamar, I think you have a chance to do that. I think it's going to be very close, but I'm going to take the bills as well. All right. So we're same page there. Now let's go to the team that you cover. The Chiefs, after earning the bye week with the number one seed, they faced the Cleveland Browns, who just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that I cover. And now the Browns are rolling. They got their first playoff win since 94, 95, one of those numbers. Um, and now they, they believe in themselves, and they're getting players back off of COVID, and they should, be, they should be better off. But now you face a Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes, who – you know, is, is in the running for MVP and he's playing extremely well and they're rested and you're going into Arrowhead. Ryan, you're, you're evaluating this game. And of course, this is the game you have your eyes on all week long. What are the warning signs? What are the things that you're worried about? If you're a, if you're a Chiefs fan and you're saying, okay, these are their strengths. You have to take them away or at least try to negate them somehow. Well, and that's the thing is I think they can get, like you said, they're rolling, but I'll tell you this. They're not rolling out of Kansas City with a win. At the end of the day, I think the power of their running game is their strength, and clearly Kansas City, it's their weakness. That's fine. But at the end of the day, that defensive production that we saw out of them against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think is replicatable. Uh, We'll call that a word. Close enough. I don't think it can happen again. And that point, there's all, so many factors going the other way. Mahomes versus deciphering the secondary of the Browns. It is, uh, you know, not the, the most yeah. able to disguise. Andy <laughs> Reid coming off of a bye. Um, the fact, no one can run with Tyreek Hill, who's back at practice and very feeling true. good. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I f- find it a very hard matchup for the Browns to come out on top of, despite what Kareem Hunt thinks. Yeah, I saw Kareem Hunt. He's really feeling himself there. Uh, but I, I look at this and... Again, with the playoff, with the way that they lost, or that they beat the Steelers, the way the Steelers lost to the Browns. I mean, the first play of the game, the Steelers literally handed them seven points. And then mm. the following two possessions, Ben Roethlisberger throws two, two interceptions. He threw the most interceptions he's ever had in a, in a playoff game. And there was one that was tipped at the line, but the others were just unforced errors on the part of Ben Roethlisberger. You're not going to get that out of Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. And we've even seen last year, was it the Titans who had like a, a really early, like 20 point lead on the chiefs or something. And they were feeling really good about Texans. themselves. Or the Texans. And again, I can't tell who these AFC South teams are. They all remind, they all look the same, but, <laughs> but when you look at how they get played, what happened? <laughs> Here come the Chiefs. They just once they once they lock in, Patrick Mahomes is going to assassinate you. That's what's going to happen in this game. I think that unless the Browns get another, and what what allowed the Browns to really do what they do best, they got once they got that lead, run the ball with Nick Chubb, play action off of it, feed off of it, quick pass. I mean, Baker Mayfield was getting his hand the ball of his hands within two two and a half seconds all night long. If the Chiefs come out and they and 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 you see Patrick Mahomes striking deep. Uh, I'm not so sure that that's going to fit with the, with the Browns do well. And like you said, um, with, with the way that the Browns play defense, they got five turnovers, but they also gave up 37 points, you know, you know, and that was with Ben Roethlisberger not being sure of himself and making dumb mistakes on like Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he's going to make those mistakes, man. And, and he can torch you for 37 points or, you know, in in a game without doing that. So we're both on the same page there going with the chiefs for that one. 
We're going to take a, one more quick break. When we come back, it's the NFC games that we got to talk about. But first, got to talk to you about our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. There's always something to bet on on BetOnline. AG. With the NFL playoffs continuing, you can bet on any of the NFL divisional round matchups, whether it be Rams at Packers or Browns at Chiefs or the Ravens at the Bills or even the Buccaneers at the Saints. You can bet on all those matchups and even some of the prop bets that are in between them. You can also bet on things like where will Doug Peterson land as a coach moving forward. All those kind of odds you can get on at betonline.ag when you sign up today. Sign up today and get a free account for, for betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, capitals, all one word, and you'll get your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget the promo code is Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all one word and all capital letters to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Ryan Tracy. Ryan, NFC games. The upset with the Rams beating the Seahawks shook, shook things up a bit. And now they get to play the Packers, much like the it, – it's it's crazy. It's much like the Browns, two teams that lost to the Jets late in the season, beat the division winners in their division to make it to, to go on and play the one seeds in their conference. And it's the same thing with the Rams and the Browns. Um, the, the Rams, of course, their concern is Aaron Donald's got to be healthy. Um, you know, he, he injured his ribs in, in the impressive performance uh, against the Seahawks. Um, and it's inspiring to see what the Rams were able to do. They ran the ball with Malcolm Brown. They did this. They were able to put pressure on Russell Wilson. But the Seahawks were in a decline for quite some time. I'm not so sure that the Packers are going to give them the same opportunities to figure out what you need to do on offense if I'm the Rams. I, I won't disagree. I, and I have a number of points to make here. And folks, if you listened to us last week, this is why. How dare Jared Goff go get spicy and make me look dumb for picking against him. <laughs> I, I will not have it. And I'm pretty sure I won't have to have it again. So I'm not too worried about it. But secondly, McVay's a, like kind of a smooth dude, right? But when he calls you Terminator, like that, that ups the level, right? There's an expectation there. Like I have visions of that original movie. Like he sacks quarterbacks. That's what he does. That's all he does. Like I don't have any worry about that. And I think that pressure is going to be there, but I will say this at the end of the day, grounds harder up there. I think they're on borrowed time to begin with. I'm not backing down. You hear that Jared, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Packers win the one. Not backing down. So Aaron Rodgers coming in and says, 
come with me if you want to live. That's <laughs> that's what's going on there. Uh, but no, I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers, I think, knew what to get. And Aaron Donald is a bad man. H2P, yeah. by the way, he went to Pitt. Uh, you know, like there's uh, he he wrecks the people. I mean, and, and and when he played at Pitt, I watched this man just dismantle offensive lines and tackle two people at the same time. I and mean, literally there was one time there was the option run and he got both the the quarterback and the running back and just slammed them down at the same time. And it was just like, what the heck was that? That's the kind of guy that you're up against all the time with Aaron Donald. But if you're the Packers, you could plan around that. Aaron Rodgers, he could deal with that. So I'm going with the other Aaron from Green Bay with this one. I just think, especially, we talked about how the Packers needed to get home field advantage. They've got it. That's going to be big. And I know we agree on the outcome, but let me ask you this. The, the marquee matchup, Devontae versus Jalen, how do you think that one goes down? <sighs> I feel like Devontae's going to get him for like three catches and I'd say like 70 yards and a touchdown. But I think that I think that Jalen gives him a lot of problems, and then eventually, it's like a it, it's like a situational win for 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 Devontae. But Jalen is just such a lockdown dude. Uh, what this will t- t- show me though, how does D- Devontae keep his head? Because you saw DK Metcalf in that playoff game. You saw him, you know, raging and da da da. And I'm just like, whoa, bro, 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 bro. We we know we know you did roids. Just kidding. You didn't do roids. But <laughs> but it's like calm down. Um, but, uh, but with, but with Devonte, how mature can you be when you're facing that situation in a big game? I, I, I'm not saying he can't do it. I want to see him do it. And because I, I love watching Jalen Ramsey, I love cocky cornerbacks that talk trash, get in your face and let you know who you are. I mean, even when, when he was beating up on the Steelers in, in 2017, I'm like, that dude's exciting to watch. I want to, I want to see how, he, how Devonte and him lock, lock horns. I think that Jalen wins for most of the game, but the Packers have multiple different ways to beat you. And Aaron Rodgers has shown for his entire career. I mean, you, you take away Jordy Nelson, I'm going to go to this guy. You take away Devontae Adams, I'm going to go to Marquez Valdez Scanling, whatever their names are. He's going to find an answer on the field. Robert Tanyan, uh, they, they've got too many things to answer. And I think the, the Packers defense does enough to slow up Jared Goff and the Rams offense. Last game I here. Think De- oh, go ahead. I'll say this. I think I think Devontae gets in the end zone. I think he's got potential for a big play too, because I think Jalen can can be all he can be early in the route. But I think eventually Devontae's skills, hand finding will come back into it. He's a strong guy too. And I think he will get loose for a long play. And when he is covered, uh, it's Tanya, the guy that you mentioned, that I think is going to get a lot of looks. I think so too. Let's go to the final matchup of the weekend. Sunday night football. Buccaneers at Saints, the three-peat. The Saints swept the Bucs during the season. The Bucs eked away from Tyler Heineke, a guy that we didn't even know who existed before last weekend. Um, <laughs> but still, it, it's it's you know, it's a, any given Sunday. It's a division rival. These teams have played each other three times. It's Brady versus Breeze. Probably the last time you ever see this matchup. Um, because Breeze has basically said, like, this is my last go-around. So I'm interested to see where you where you're on this. I've always liked the array of talent in Tampa Bay. You got Antonio Brown, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Although although uh, I think Mike Evans is it was limited in practice on Wednesday, so that's a, that's a little red alarm. But you liked what you saw out of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. You like defense. You got Devin White, Jordan Whitehead, Antoine Winfield. There's talent all over the place with with these guys, but they haven't put it all together yet. Even with Tom Brady being at the helm. Meanwhile, the Saints. They just got back Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and, and Drew Brees. It's like, oh, thank you. They, 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 they're they back, and the defense is still playing at high level. That's why I'm going with Nolens. 
Yeah, this is a tough one. It is a tall order anytime to beat the same team three times in the season. That is nearly unheard of. And you're right. There's a lot of talent on the Buccaneers side. But with Thomas back, I think Sanders is a guy who's come up big in some very big situations. And then even what you saw from Latavius last week, like taking up the slack when Alvin's not on the field. I don't think at the end of the day, no disrespect to the linebacker group, uh, Levante and Devin. I think Alvin Kamara can can make some yardage there. I I am not scared to feed him. And at the end of the day, it comes down to if you're in a real rut, you can put Drew and Hill on the field at the same time. And I think that instantly causes problems for any defense. I don't care how good you are. And if you're just able to exploit that a few times, especially around the corner, the off-tackle stuff that he does with QB carries, I think it gives them the edge. I think this is the last hurrah for Drew Brees, and I think he's got it all in. And I'm sure he'll motivate all those guys on that roster. I'll take the Saints as well. I'm right with you. So we're, I think we're actually completely agreed this week. Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Saints, all the home teams. We are so lame. We're going to miss it all. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, it's going to, we're going to have a Ravens, Browns, Rams, Bucks uh, conference championship weekend. That'd be crazy. But either way, it's always fun to do the Thursday show with Ryan Tracy. Thanks so much, man. Let people know where they can follow you and find more of your work. Yeah, hit me on Twitter over there at uh, Ryan Tracy NFL and uh, rgrfootball.com is my other site, as well as Locked On Chiefs. Check that out, Chris. This is always fun, and I'm glad we've gotten this far. we got a couple more weeks, bud. Absolutely. You can follow me, Carter, Chris Carter, on Carter Critiques on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. You can also find my written work on the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams, as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers at dkpittsburghsports.com. And, of course, as the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We've got Bo Brack and your boy Q coming in, bringing up the Friday episode, getting you ready for the rest of the weekend. Until then, talk to you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.